And I see the Paul College Instagram. They're like, oh, we got a pool outside now. It's like, who the fuck's going to believe that they suddenly in one day put a pool in there? It's like I watch it. I'm like, do they think this is actually funny? Like, this is just some of the cringiest shit I've ever seen. Welcome to the 56th episode of Clubhouse Convos. It's your host, Colin Scully, as usual. Joined by my good friend, Evan Mullings, via Zoom. How are you doing today, buddy? Uh, I'm good, my friend. How are you? Haven't seen much of you lately. Not sure what what the hell happened to you. Did you fall off the face of the earth? I did not fall off the face of the earth. You have not been showing up for our weekly pods. I just get lazy. Don't want to walk over. (laughs) Fucking lazy fuck. 60 degrees outside. It's kind of nice. Newman, how are you doing today, buddy? Oh shit! I'm choking on fucking. I'm choking on popcorn. Oh shit! <laughs> I no, would it's... throw it over to Dan to avoid <clears throat> any uh, any choking drama on Newman's mic, but no Dan today. Ooh. He's got physical therapy, so we'll uh, yeah. we'll go back to Newman now that you're done choking. How's the day going? It's good. I'm trying to get outside, dude. It's like it's 70 here and sunny. Yeah, it's not very it's sunny. Kind of shitty right. here. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of shitty. Uh, let's go to some power rankings. We haven't done power rankings in a couple of weeks, so I will share my screen. Sharing. All right. So I don't even know how to fucking read. I guess I can go to the Instagram for the averages. Dan has all the averages on the yeah. Instagram. All righty. Clubhouse. Sorry for the delay. All right, here we go. Number one in the NBA, Phoenix Suns, followed by the Memphis Grizzlies, Boston Celtics at three. Miami Heat at four, Philadelphia 76ers at five. Our top five has remained unchanged for the past few weeks. Uh, and then some movement in the bottom seven. Warriors at six, Bucks at seven, Mavericks at eight. The Toronto Raptors jump into the top ten at nine. Denver Nuggets at ten. Utah drops out of the top ten to 11. And Brooklyn Nets make an appearance at 12. Um any notes? Um, Evan, why are you so high on the, the Warriors still? I'm just, that's the first thing I see. They're four for me. Um, so are they? It's because yeah. they're going to. They're five. I think they finished the year winning four straight, and then obviously you're going to get Curry back. And I like the, that matchup against Denver. I think they'll, they'll win that. I mean – it was tough because I had them like seven the week prior, but um, just kind of going to the playoffs, like I'll take these guys on, on this team. And um, Clay, Steph, Draymond, uh, Jordan Poole has been balling. So uh, I think they're third. I'd take, put them ahead of the Celtics. But, um, I have look, Celtics at two. I saw that. I like the Celtics right now. I think they're the best team in the East. Um, I don't really think, like, yeah, the Heat are good. Philly's good. I just like the way Boston's roster is playing as a whole. Like, this is a new Jason Tatum since the start of whatever this turnaround began at January. Um, a Jason Tatum that passes the ball. He's averaging more than, like, two assists per game, which is crazy. 
Um, you're getting bench contributions from guys like Pritchard, Williams. So I like the Celtics right now. And they've been at two for a while for me, so I haven't moved them. Uh, any yeah. other notes? I mean, you guys all have Raptors top 10. I had them 11, but it's kind of nitpicking. Everything else is pretty close. I see you put Chicago. I did have Chicago. I mean, I like Chicago all year. They had the injury problems, and I don't fucking like Brooklyn at all. Uh, I think the Celtics beat them pretty handedly. I know it's Kevin Durant, but uh, I I just don't have much faith in them right now. It's going to be a good series. I'm going to game two. Are you? Nice. Nice. Dan has Uh, Philly at three. I'd question him about that if he were here, but. They're a good team. That's going to be a good series with the Raptors. Yeah, it is. Uh, should we move to the NHL? Four. Yes. What? Uh, two weeks remaining in the regular season. Uh, Colorado remains our number one team, followed by Florida and Toronto, top three, unchanged after the last few weeks. And then Calgary at four, Carolina five, Rangers, the biggest mover, jumping three spots up to six. Boston at seven, Minnesota at eight, Tampa Bay at nine, Pittsburgh rounds out the top 10, and then we have Edmonton and St. Louis at 11 and 12. Uh, One note from me, I mean, I am the highest of the Blues. I had them at 10. I think they definitely belong in the top 10. They've gotten 17 out of their last 18 available points, Uh, beat Boston last night. Had a lot of shots that the Bruins don't normally give up. They're playing wicked good hockey right now, and they just got curved back. So I think they should be a little higher than 12 as our collective rankings go. Uh, Newman, Capitals at 12 is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, they're a good team. They're not, that they, not that they're going to make a splash in that tough East, but I think they're a good team. They're How about the, uh, the Oilers, by the way, the last few weeks? just I know. Slowly moving their way up. That's pretty impressive to see them back in the playoffs. I got that. Uh, I actually had a. Qu- I have a couple questions about that once we get to the NHL about the Pacific Division uh, in particular. So I'll hold off on those. But any notes elsewhere on power rankings? Evan pretty low on the Rangers. Both of you guys six and seven. I mean, the problem with me is I, I don't know. Newman is more familiar with the Rangers, obviously, because he is Igor in fantasy. But like, there's just like. A, there, there's a couple of things. One, I feel like there's a lump of teams where it's like you can make a case for any sort of order from probably I'd say three to, to eight even. Uh, I'd lump the wild kind of in there. Um, so I think that's number one. There's seven, but they could also easily be like four or five. Um, but the number two, I just – there's something about their offense that like – I don't know. It's just kind of missing for me. Like I would – I the way Calgary's playing – I think Carolina's better. Toronto scores like five goals a game, right? Um, I can't remember. I, I don't know who else I had ahead of them. Minnesota's been so hot. Um, so I put kind of – I just like all those teams a little bit more than the Rangers. I know their goal differential too is kind of lower compared to some of these other teams. Um, not, it's not a knock on the Rangers. I just think they rely a lot on their goaltending. Newman, how do you feel about your lightning dropping to the bottom of the top 10? Um, yeah, it's been a rough past couple of weeks. We keep losing. Got shut out one nothing last night to Dallas. Although, you know what? We played a really good game. We shut out the Sabres the other day. Let so me I, guess. I, I, Robinson, Hintz, or Pavelski? 
Uh, it was hints, yes, actually. It was hints. I, saw, <laughs> I watched it. It was from Pavelski. Yeah, hints in the slot with like three minutes left. It was a nice uh, tic tac toe. Fucking so. Scott Wedgwood shuts you out. I mean, that's he played. He played so well. Uh, we had, I think, like five shots in the last thirty seconds. But I mean, at this point, we're just tanking not to play Toronto. So I don't. As long as we're playing good hockey going into the playoffs, because uh, I think we've clinched at this point or about to clinch. So I don't. So I'd rather let Vazzy rest. He's been struggling. I'd let get him some days off. Um, but a little concerning. It's concerning how we played lately. I will say, uh, from a Bruins standpoint, Brandon Carlo, Hampus Lindholm, Matt Grizzlick are now all injured. Been without Pasternak the last five games. Uh, the depth has been great for Boston, but this is a terrible time to start testing your true depth, especially on the back end. I mean, that's three quality starters. That's your top pair defenseman with McAvoy and then both of your second pair guys. Uh, which puts guys like Riley, Clifton, Forbert, and I'm guessing it's going to be a Han um, playing bigger minutes, bigger roles. So a little concerned about the Bruins health-wise. Um, I don't know, Ev, if you have anything to add. No, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you, Colin. Uh, we got them about the same. Um, I mean, at this point, though, like, right, just try to get healthy for the playoffs. I mean, I don't really care who your first-round matchup is between Carolina or Toronto. Like, I have no preference either way. So, um at this point, just, like, try to get healthy. Don't rush guys back and, and get to the playoffs, yeah. 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 All right, let's uh, let's jump into some NBA discussion. We've been on MLB for a few weeks now. Uh, excuse me. First round of play-in games occurred last night. Uh, the Nets defeated the Cavs, and the Timberwolves defeated the Clippers. Uh, that locks in the Nets-Celtics, I, right? That is how it works. If seven wins, they move on. Yeah, so Nets-Celtics locked in, and – Timberwolves and Grizzlies locked in. Which series are you guys more excited to watch? Go Evan the Noob. Well, it's absolutely the one that I'm going to. Um, the Celtics Net series is going to be fucking awesome. Like it's just gonna be awesome. I mean, I can't wait to be at the garden hearing the fuck you Kyrie chance, which may happen about uh 75% of the whole game. I think they're just gonna be off the charts. Um, obviously what he said a month ago about how the Celtics are that like ex-girlfriend or something like that. So the storylines are there. Right. And obviously Durant, it kind of scares me a little bit, just like the star power with Brooklyn. Um, but obviously Colin, you noted like the Celtics have been one of the best teams in the league since January and you have them atop these, uh, atop your power rankings in the Eastern conference. Uh, I think it's going to be all of a series. I'd say probably six games at the least. Um, I don't like, like, I'm not going to watch the Minnesota Memphis series. Probably not. So I, I'm amped for this one game one on Easter Sunday at, at I believe three 30. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. No, I a hundred percent agree with you as much as I love John Morant. I mean, we've got to watch our Celtics. I am yet to see a notable sports reporter pick the Celtics in their predictions. I think it's been like eight people have picked the nets. Um, and I, I understand that. I think I don't really think a lot of Celtics fans wanted to meet the Mets. Kyrie or the Mets, a baseball move. Uh, <laughs> fucking Kyrie drops 35 last night. He shoots 80%. KD drops 25. All this with Seth Curry kept off the scoreboard completely. I mean, they're just a really, really good team. Obviously, like better than a seventh seed, I would say. So it's a tough matchup. You know, we could have been playing, you know, Chicago or someone worse. Uh, I'd even play Philly uh instead of the nets but 
it's gonna be a really good series. I think it probably goes six or seven. Uh, could go either way, so I'm pretty excited. Now, what do you guys think about the Ben Simmons uh, rumors that he may be available? Um, I fucking hope he is. Put him in there, you know, shoot. I just have a feeling that he's not. I don't think he's going to play in this series. I don't know what's going on with him because he had such a long time to prepare your like health-wise. I know he was kind of dealing with mental health stuff and maybe wasn't focusing on his actual physical health, but um, it's weird to see that he's not healthy. I mean, you haven't played since when? Last year. Like, how is he not healthy? I have no idea. I mean, if they get on like if they get on a roll and they they beat us in like five or six, I don't. I think they just keep him out for their season. I don't see any reason to disrupt. Yeah, the dynamic of the team. Yeah. Uh, and then well, I mean, I only asked about the Wolves Grizzly series because I guess there's some beef between Pat Bev and John Morant. Um, although Pat Bev's got beef with everyone nowadays. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you guys saw his press conference last night, but he was just like, yeah, we're on to the Grizzlies. And he pulled out a Pud Light from under the table. Uh, it was legendary. Um, the other two play-in series. So we have Hornets Hawks tonight. The winner will play the Cavs uh, to determine who will face the Heat in the first round. And then the Pelican Spurs winner will play the Clippers to determine who plays, excuse me, the Suns in the first round. Uh, so first off, who do you guys have tonight in those matchups? Um, well, first off, I'm going to take Atlanta. Um, I was pretty high on Atlanta during the year. Uh, we had that conversation about Cle- Cleveland versus Atlanta. I think at the end of the year it was like a game and a half difference. Hawks like won their last five or so games. Like they were really hot down the stretch. I like them to kind of carry that momentum um, here into the play-in. I think Trey Young is a good game. And playoff Trey is uh, is a really damn good player. Different animal. Um, different animal. So, give me Atlanta in that game. I don't think it will really be close. I think they're going to handle Charlotte. And then next up um, – sorry, what was the other game? Uh, New oh, Orleans Spurs. and San Antonio, the most boring fucking game of all time. I know. I'll take the Spurs. I like DeJounte Murray a lot. I think he had a really good year. And it's like Brandon Ingram, and I know Zion's still not there. So uh, I'll go Spurs and, and Pop. I think for me, I'll take Atlanta. Obviously, you guys touched on it. Playoff Trey Young is a fucking sight to see. He's unbelievable. Having a really underrated year. No one's talking about him. Honestly, could have MVP votes. Um, so I'd like that matchup going to play the Cavs uh, in the second play in or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, playing championship. Uh, and then I'll actually I'll take the Pelicans. Not that it matters. I don't think either team stands a chance against the Clippers, but I think the Pelicans just have so much scoring from across their lineup and in their bench. And I have yet to see anything of this purse this year, so I couldn't even tell you what the <laughs> fuck they're doing. So I actually really picked the, the Hornets in our Instagram poll. I just like the Hawks have just contis- consistently disappointed this year. I know we all had them within our top five in the East to begin the year. Uh, they had to scrap and claw their way in. They really weren't in the playoff tournament with like 70 games to go. They had to get hot down the stretch and lucky for them. They did, but I don't know. Charlotte's just very consistent ball. Obviously is a huge playmaker. If he has a big night, I, I think it's very possible that Charlotte wins. Uh, Western side of things, I couldn't give less of a fuck about this game. Uh, I'll take Pelicans. Newman made a compelling argument. Uh, but I think regardless, Clippers move on to play the Suns. And I'm going to go Cavs to play the Heat. 
I would say yeah. Atlanta. Over. No, I take I take the Cavs. I want to see the Cavs get in. I think Cavs win. Um, that's all I really had for NBA. We can move on to the NHL now. Um, we really haven't talked about the NHL. Something that I want to talk about for the last few weeks has been Austin Matthews uh, with his unbelievable goal scoring pace he's on. He's got 51 goals in his last 50 games played. He's up to 58 goals this year in 68 total games. Uh, where do you guys think he finishes? I'm not sure how many games Toronto has left. I would guess like seven or eight. Nine. Nine, nine, nine. Um, where do you think he finishes in terms of goal totals though? Jeez. I mean, well, let's just like first off, I just I mean, this guy even missed like the first what four or five games. It kind of really put him behind the eight ball. I think Ovechkin was like around eight when he was at one. So what this guy has been able to do, like since he got back healthy, is just insane. And like no one's even talking about Marner, but he's been unbelievable too. Like 62 points in 34 games or something like that for him. It's just unbelievable. Um this team was 68 scores, and 34. 68. I mean, it's like this team scores like an insane amount of like five goals a game. It's just it's unbelievable. Um Man, I would say got to be around like 65. I'll go 60. I'll just say 65 on the nose. I think he'll get seven more. I mean, if you look at the pace, like this dude just like could have a hat trick twice, right? And then it's like there's six right there. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd pick him to have five more. So it ends at 63. I know he's got Florida, Tampa, Boston to end the year. Maybe we can put an end to his, his little streak, but. I mean, he's just unreal. He can score from any angle, any shot. His fucking wrist shot is so disgusting. Uh, made Dazlowski look silly last week. It's pretty embarrassing. I mean, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. I mean, they get any kind of goaltending, and they're they're going to win. They're going to put up six goals. So it's going to be whoever they play is fucked. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing about his run has been the kind of goals he's scoring. Like, a lot of the highlights are just scrums in front that he's – getting to loose pucks and putting them in like he's not out there scoring beautiful highlight real goals every night he's fucking just getting down low and scoring goals in front of the net which is where good goal scorers score goals um he's been I mean, out of this world him and martin are fantasy league winners right now they're on just a different level than everyone else uh i'm gonna put him at fuck he's scoring a goal a night i'm gonna put him at 67 68 goals I don't think it's out of out of this world for him to even get to 70. Like a couple, two goal, three goal games in there, which is very possible with that offense on any given night. Uh I think it's totally possible for him to what's the record? It's gotta be wicked, wicked high. Yeah, it's gotta be I think Ovechkin and has something like that. I, mean, like, I have no idea. Do we think like this guy like could get more goals like then Ovechkin in his career, like I know they're obviously he's years and years behind, but like that's not too crazy to think that Matthews could one day like overtake Ovechkin because it's obvious Ovechkin wants to get to number one, and I think he will. But Matthews might say, "All right, I'm going to try to break Ovechkin's record." I don't think that's I think any- there are probably four guys in the league that have the potential. I would say Matthews, Drysital, Pasternak. And probably just McDavid. McDavid, yeah. Um, no, even though I like McDavid, I don't know. I mean, he's more he pass a, he's more guy. of a pass guy, yeah. Yeah. So the record I think is- definitely Rysidle, Pasternak, and Matthews, the way that they are used, especially on the power play, 
they just score so many goals mm-hmm. that I think they could keep pace. But I mean, Ovechkin's like his career line is fucking absurd. It's like 40, 40, 40, 40, 50, 50, 50. Like so many. Well, I mean, huge... so is Matthews, though. I mean, like 40, 34, 37, 47, 41, 58. Like, yeah. No, he, he definitely, I mean, it's all about health, right? Yeah, if you can play long enough to sustain that, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, the record um, The record is 92 by Gretzky. But, I mean, if we're talking in the, the <laughs> 2000s, Ovechkin, Ovechkin has 65 in 08, and Stamkos had 60 in 2011. 92 goals. <laughs> yeah, he also had an 87-goal year. The Bruins aren't going to have a 90-point score this year. <laughs> no. I would bet there's a lot of teams that don't have a 90-point score this year. That's fucking oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. um, Did they play one line back then? <laughs> like, what the hell? Well, the goalies were so bad back then. You just shoot at them. They don't even, like, lay down. Fucking <laughs> insanity. Uh, I already mentioned the Blues, so we can kind of skip by them. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about your final playoff predictions uh, in the Western Conference. I was looking at the standings today when I was making the agenda. It's a tight race. Um, I can give you guys mine real quick while you look up the standings. Uh, I had from the Central, Colorado 1, Minnesota 2, St. Louis 3. From the Pacific, Calgary 1, Edmonton 2, the LA Kings 3. And then I gave Nashville my wild card one, Dallas my wild card two, which would leave Vegas out. I'm not sure if you guys will have anything different. Um, probably, probably not. I mean, I feel like the three teams in the Central are pretty locked in. Um, you know, Minnesota might – I mean, St. Louis could jump up to the second spot, but those three are definitely locked in. As for the Pacific – yeah, I mean, I'd like to see. It's good to see the Kings in. I think the Predators are on another level right now, so they'll probably get in. And Dallas, I mean, their their goal differential is minus, which kind of sucks. But I don't see Vegas in in eight games catching the three point gap. I don't know if it's doable. I so I'm gonna say obviously Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Calgary, Edmonton. I I have Vegas. I have Vegas getting in. Um, I've kind of watched some highlights lately. Um, their offense has been uh, heating up a little bit. I've been very anti-Vegas all year. Anybody who's listened, uh, I was kind of out on them pretty early on. Uh, but I do think that they'll pass L.A. Uh, again, I, I'm more likely to trust the guys who've kind of been there before. Uh, Pete DeBoer is a coach. Um, I want to be riding their backs. And uh, Eichel's kind of been heating up too. And Theodore, a couple goals last night. Um, and then obviously Nashville, Dallas. So I think LA misses, uh, unfortunately. Interesting. What about LA gives you the, like the, uh, the idea that they're going to start fucking losing? Well, first off, I mean, four wins in the last 10, um, that, you know, again, we get have conversations about what that means. Um, you know, they've, they've kind of gone back and forth between Peterson and quick, um, Again, neither one really blows me away. Um, they're young on defense. Bjornfoot has not been impressive this year. Uh, they have Spence back there, who's another young defenseman. Um, so, again, kind of the inexperience on the back end. And if you look at Vegas, right, Martinez, you got Theodore, um, you got Petrangelo, uh, even guys like White Cloud, who have 
played playoff hockey before and Braden McNabb, who's a big, uh, big rig. So I'm more likely to trust the experience and the better defense and goaltending than the more inexperienced and younger team. It's not an think- They've had a great year. They've been better than everybody thought, but. Do you think there's a chance that LA does get in and, and Dallas could potentially miss? They're both at 88 points, which is why I asked. Uh, I think, um, no, I think Dallas is in kind of regardless. Uh, I think it's either going to be LA or Vegas. On the topic of Dallas, I know I sent this tweet uh, into the group chat, but Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski prior to last night's game, although we can add it. 93 goals this year rest of the team 117 goals uh just like how is that even sustainable for dallas to be in a playoff position right now when one line is literally like 40 percent of your offense no sounds like the uh the perfection line of old (laughs) i know literally um i was curious as to what sagan and ben have done this year sagan 22 goals 23 assists in 72 games Jamie Ben 18 goals, 27 assists in 73 games. So it's like, yeah, they're still contributing, but it's kind of crazy how this new wave, oh, not even new wave. I mean, Pavelski's an old motherfucker. Um, He's have taken been. over Dallas's offensive production. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's a good point, Colin. And I mean, if you look at the salaries too, it's like, obviously like I think Pavelski is the highest on that line. I think he's like seven, but and like Ben's still nine and a half and Sagan's North of, I believe 10 or something like that. So Sagan's it's like eight and a half or something. Nine, eight eight and a half. Half. So it's like, you compare the production to the salary. And I know we had this discussion earlier. It's like, that's just, it's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I mean, good for, good for the young guys. Hinton Robinson, they're going to get a fucking payday. Uh, should we move to our underrated NHL teams of the year? So, sure. All right. Do you guys want to go position by position? Yeah. 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 Right. We can do that. Start at left wing. Evan, who is your most underrated left wing this year? Um. So I was between two guys on this one. I thought, okay, I'm going to go Jason Robertson. I know we just kind of talked about him. Uh, 65 games, 34 goals, 34 assists uh, for 68 points, uh, a plus 18 rating. Uh, just kind of a young guy, and I know kind of Dallas. Steena, I feel like doesn't, doesn't get talked about too much. Um, but, again, it's like you know to call him, that line has been spectacular. And, I mean, 34 goals for this guy, um, you know, just really wouldn't expect it. Uh, given kind of the lineup that they've sported for a few years now. And, um, you know, he's going to have to carry a brunt of the workload, obviously kind of heading the playoffs and down the stretch. But he's a young guy, I believe 23 years old. Um, I'm just two years younger than him. So <laughs> really kind of crazy stuff. Um, and what a year he's having in Dallas. So I would say him. I was, I, I'll, I'll say who my other guy was after you guys go. Newman. Okay, well, here's the thing. I thought in the chat we decided it was going to be an entire forward line. So I picked the line. Oh, I fucking just meant create your own line. Oh. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Come I can back go. I, I can go. I will come up with someone. Oh, wait. Let me tell you. Let me tell you my line and my two lines because I, I worked hard. To, I worked hard to find them. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
so my offensive line, I went with the, the Hurricanes third line, Niederreiter, Stahl, and Jesper Faust, um, because when they're on the ice together, they're fifth in the entire league in goals scored. Um, wow. And 10th in goals allowed. So I like them. And on defense, I went with uh, the Blackhawks second line, the block party line, Calvin Dahan and Connor Murphy, mm-hmm. first and seventh in block shots and uh, first in expected goals against. Those guys are gross. Um, Newman, impressive well, research. I apologize for the miscommunication. Let me go Let me go find you a left winger. Why? All right. I will give you my left winger while you look. I went with Kyle Connor, uh, who I kind of have a feeling that might have been Evan's other guy. Uh 42 goals, 43 assists in 71 games. Definitely the catalyst for Winnipeg's offense. I know they're not going to make the playoffs, and it's kind of been a disappointing year for them. But uh, spectacular play from Connor. I feel like nobody talks about him. I believe he's the first Winnipeg Jet to ever have a 40-40 season. And he only has four penalty minutes all year, which I think is just a crazy stat to not take a stick infraction, uh, you know, let your emotions get the best of you, take a bad penalty. Uh, four penalty minutes is uh, an extreme example of great discipline. So I think Kyle Connor deserves a nice shout out. Okay, let's go with just because I know enough about him. Chris Kreider. No one talks about Chris Kreider. He has 50 fucking goals. Um, scored his 50th last night. He's never scored more than 30 in his career. And He's no one talks 30 about on him. the power play this year. Yeah, I feel like every time on the power play he scores from Panarin and Fox, it lights up my phone like every fucking night. Um, which is I have Fox as well, so it's a great combo. But I mean, no one talks about him. He plays with Zavenajad and now Frank Vitrano. That line is so good. Um, and he's always by the net, always scoring goals. I think you know he plays with the Rangers, and you think in a New York, a New York team, people would be raving about him. But I really don't hear much about him at all. So I'm gonna take uh, Chris Kreider. That's a good pick. Ev, who was your other one? So my other guy was one of my um, – at the beginning of the year, we kind of did our breakout players or, like, players we thought would, that would have really good years. Uh, I had jo- I said Johnny Gaudreau just because he was in a contract year. Hit 100 points last night, uh, 34 goals, 67 assists. Uh, he's got 101 now. Um, what a year for him. Uh, and I feel like, again, he's on that top line that's been so, so good with Kachuk and Wynn Allman. Um I just don't think he gets enough recognition. He's going to get an absolute bag, though. I mean. I wanted to put Lindholm on my list, but I feel like the three of us talk about that line all the time. So I felt like I couldn't. Um, But definitely a good call, Evan. Uh, Who's your center? Um, My center is Ryan Hartman of Minnesota Wild. 29 goals, 27 assists for 56 points in 72 games, plus 29 um, there are just a lot of players on the Minnesota Wild that are having career years. Uh, really, you could go up and down. I mean, Kevin Fiala has been so good, right? Uh, Freddie Gaudreau, um, my God. I mean, Zuccarello set a new career high this year, playing with Kaprizov. Um, you know, Jordan Greenway's always been good, Felino. Um, so the Wild have a lot of players kind of like that. Um, but Ryan Hartman, to me, he was always kind of that like third, fourth line guy with the, you know, Nashville Predators, Chicago Blackhawks. He was with the Flyers for a little bit, kind of a guy that just bounced around. He's really found a home in Minnesota and he's been kind of there. Like he, he really gives him a spark. I mean, last night flipping off of Vander the middle Kane, finger, yeah. He it's went like, ballistic, this. dude. I don't know if you guys saw the altercation before that, but Kane and Kaprizov were kind of going at it. And then Hartman came out of nowhere and was just punching, punching, punching literally beat up the refs it was so funny 
I'll have to check that out. But like 187 points in 437 games and like to, to come into this year and, and put up 56 and 72 is, is quite remarkable. So really good, great season for Ryan Hartman. Newman, do you have one or should I go? Yeah, I got one. I'm going to go with uh, Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers. 80-point uh, season so far. It's like no one in Florida gets talked about. You know, Huberto has over 100 points right now. He's at 105, 77 assists. But Barkov is, you know, a career high in face-off percentage. Um, did, he didn't win, did he win the Salky last year? I can't even remember. Yes, he did. Yeah, and I feel like he is one of those guys that should be in that conversation every year, but I feel like no one in Florida really ever gets talked about and he's having a phenomenal year. Um, and look at this, where's his scoring 34 goals. I mean, that's quite a lot that probably puts him in the top 20 players. Um, really why Florida is so good. He plays on the, one of those top two lines. Um, so I'll go with Barkov. I am going with Matt Duchene here. Uh, I was watching a little bit of the Nashville Pittsburgh game on Sunday when he scored, I was uh, astonished to see it was his 38th goal of the year. He's got 38 goals, 37 assists in 69 games, more than a point per game. This is a guy who had six goals and seven assists in 34 games last year. So quite the turnaround for Duchesne. Obviously, he's making a lot of money. They expect that out of him in Nashville, but a great year for him. Uh, I think nobody has mentioned Matt Duchesne's name. I had no idea he was having such a good year. Yeah, good player. Great pick. Yeah, so my right wing, I'm going to go to Florida for this one. I'm taking Sam Reinhart. I almost did. 27 goals, 45 assists for 72 points in 70 games, plus 23. Uh, He's got 28 power play points, which is really impressive. Uh, They they kind of all have their roles. Reinhart is usually out there. Ekblad, when he's healthy, you get Barkov, Huberdeau. And I don't even know who – I think maybe – and Duclair – uh, so that's kind of like Florida's power play set that's been so good all year. Um, and for Reinhardt, right, like acquired from Buffalo via trade. I mean, had 25 last year, but just 40 points, a minus 28. Like this was a guy who like we were thinking maybe was trending more towards like the bus considering where he was drafted. Um, it's drafted second overall in 2014. So like he hadn't been fulfilling expectations, but like he's had some highlight real goals. This year, I remember the one in Pittsburgh where he just kind of slices through the whole team, bats the puck out of midair. Like he's been really impressive and uh, fun to watch on that power play, and and really good for Reinhardt to kind of find his home in Florida. Yeah. Um, I can go. It looks like Newman's looking very similar stat line here. I have Joe Pavelski, twenty-seven goals, forty-six assists in seventy-three games. Uh, he's a plus twelve on a team with a minus goal differential, so that's always a good sign. And obviously, like we talked about, uh, that line has been carrying Dallas all year. Um, and again, nobody really talking about him. I know he just re-upped there. I think it was one year, eight mil. So a good good little chunk of change as a reward for a good season. But for a guy who's, what, 37, 38, to keep putting up point-per-game type of seasons, um, very impressive from Pavelski. Let's see. I will go with Clayton Keller of the coyotes another guy uh plus guy on a minus team like uh pavelski so or whoever you just fucking picked i wasn't even listening (laughs) um 28 goals this year 63 points just i remember he was on like my first fantasy team a long ago i really like him i don't i don't know if they'll even keep him around since they constantly are trading away their good players but 
I think he's a piece worth keeping for the Coyotes in the future. Yeah, that's a good pick, Newman. Um, defenseman, we'll just go one at a time, I guess. All right. Uh, my first guy, I mean, I had to pick someone from Calgary. I'm going Noah Hannafin. Um, this year, 72 games. He's got 41 points, eight goals, 33 assists, plus 26. Uh, he's got 12 power play points, which is also pretty impressive. Um, this is just a guy that I really liked uh, watching this year. I tend to watch like a lot of the Flames highlights. Um, I mean, last year in Calgary in 47 games, he only had 15 points. The year before, 70 games, 22 points, and was minus. So he's a guy kind of obviously that came over with Lindholm. This, you know, people wanted to see more out of this guy, and I think they've gotten it this year. No one really talks about him, and that's just the thing about some of these Calgary defensemen. They're so steady, like Eric Branson and Zaitsev, and just guys that do their jobs. And, and in Calgary, like they do a pretty damn good job at really making Markstrom's life a lot easier. He's had a sensational year, but again, it, you got to give some credit to the defense. And Noah Hannafin's been kind of uh, the leader there. Had a four-assist game the other night. Been fun to watch. Newman, do you have one? No, nah, come back to me. Hold on. Uh, I obviously have to go Roman Yossi with my first pick. Uh, the fact that he's not the Norse favorite right now is outrageous. Uh, he's probably going to score 20 goals. He's already broken the Predators' single point single season point record as a defenseman um, which is insane he's got 19 goals 68 assists he's a plus 22 uh i just i don't get how this guy is not the most talked about defenseman in the nhl right now what he's doing is fucking insane he had 24 points in 14 games in the month of march um he's fun to watch i mean i watched like i was saying the nashville pittsburgh game and he's spends half the shift below the dots in the offensive zone. I mean, he's basically a fourth forward out there, uh, and he always gets back on defense. What he does is just so impressive. Yeah, he's unreal. I, I don't understand why he's not the, the favorite right now. It's beyond me. Um, so my first guy, I'm going to go with Devin Taze. Oh, that's my second guy. Well, too bad. Um <laughs> He's a plus 47. He leads all defensemen in plus minus. Doesn't even play on a line with Makar. So the fact that he's a plus 47 is ridiculous. Um, 54 points, uh, I believe, puts him 10th in the league uh, for a defenseman. So I think for a guy that kind of gets overshadowed by by Cal Makar, Devin Tays has had an unreal season. Um, <laughs> uh, he's been great since he joined the Avalanche. I'll add to that. He's only played uh, 61 games, so almost point per game. And that plus minus is fourth in the league, uh, which puts him first uh, if you exclude the Calgary top line of Goudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk. So uh, he's having a phenomenal year. Uh, Defenseman number two, I'm going to Vegas. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. I've always been a fan of this guy, Shea Theodore. Um, You know, uh, three out of the last four years, he scored more than 12 goals. Um, this year, 70 games, 44 points, 13 goals, 31 assists, um, plus five. Again, it's Vegas, uh, so they haven't had the best year. But, again, like a shot percentage of 7.4. Spearheads the power play with uh, Petrangelo. Uh, again, just a talented guy who I think doesn't get talked about enough. Um, obviously, you got Petrangelo there. Just a really an, a, a good offensive defenseman coming in, obviously, with Anaheim and in the league. Um, had a couple of years where he didn't do too much, less than 10 points um, in both his first two seasons in Anaheim. Comes over to Vegas. I, I can't remember if it was the expansion draft or not. 
I don't think so. Um, it might have been. Uh, and then he has like a pretty good first year, 29 points in 61. Just does the job so well. He's been just so good for them. And and some of their success, I just don't know if they would have had it without him. I don't know real quick if you guys are even paying attention, but the Red Sox bullpen is imploding right now. I saw yeah. that. I mean, Deakman did come in with no outs and strike out two guys, and then he yeah. plunked a guy and gave up a single. So it's fucking terrible. Anyway, your second defenseman. Yeah, I'm looking through. I think I have to give props to a guy I shit on year in and year out. Jan Ruda. Uh, I fucking hate him. I still hate him, but he's a plus 19. He's, huh. That's better than better than Victor Hedman. So that's saying wow. something. But just watching him this year, he's definitely shown improvement. Only 17 points. So he doesn't really contribute that much offensively, but not a lot of mistakes on defense like in previous years. So I have to give him some props. No one ever talks about him in a positive way, um, but he's having a really good year. So good for him. And goaltenders. Um. So for me, there's been a lot of talk, right, this year about Soros and about Markstrom and about Shesterkin and and kind of about guys like that, even Jari at the beginning of the year. Um, and I'm going to go with Kemper. Kemper's been unbelievable this year. Um, My Vezina pick. Yeah, 34-9-3 and three, um, is his record, 2.37. His save percentage is 0.926. Um and I've kind of watched some of this guy's games. Like his last start against Edmonton, 49 of 50. He stopped 11 in overtime. Uh, was just so dominant. He's been so good against the Flames too. Like uh, I'm kind of looking at his last few starts here. Like 44 out of 45 against Calgary. Had a 45 save shot against Calgary. Like he's been unbelievable. Uh, obviously at the beginning of the year, France so has got some more starts. But right now it's just been Kemper, Kemper, Kemper. He's managing, he's handling the workload so well. And he's really like, that's partly why I moved them back up to number one. I would take Kemper like 10 out of 10 times over the Florida goaltending. Um, and even the Colorado defense right now with no Ekblad in Florida. So that to me is a huge reason why Colorado is just far and away the best team. Uh, good, really, really awesome goaltending and good defense. And Kemper's just been unbelievable. Yeah, he has. Um... So I actually had this one prepared because we needed a goalie anyway. Um, thank God. <laughs> so I went with Ilias Rokin. I mean, motherfucker. The, I mean, how can you not pick him though? That's the I thing. know he's. I mean, for a team that at the beginning of the year was second to worst in in the East, and now are one one spot out of the wild card, you can't not pick Ilias Rokin. He's second in the league in save percentage, and his team is not in the playoffs. Like, what the fuck is going on? Fourth in goals against, has twenty four wins of his team's 34. Barlamov has given them nothing. The team has scored nothing in front of him, but he's been so phenomenal. He's the same age as Shesterkin, so those two are going to be phenomenal for years to come. I can't see them not getting into the playoffs next year. It's because of him. I'll add a fourth of those wins have been shutouts. He's got six. And I also did a little research on the uh, Islanders' goal scoring. They're averaging 2.8 goals a game, which is 23rd in the NHL. Uh, teams like Detroit, Anaheim, Columbus, all teams lower than them in the standings have scored more goals per game. So really no offensive production in front of him. What he's done this year is outstanding. Good pick, Newman. Uh, that wraps everything up. You guys both wanted to rant. So whoever wants to go first. Um, <laughs> sure. I got a couple good ones. Um, 
Well, first off, one of like the dumbest, maybe the dumbest holiday. Are you going to do two minutes for me and two minutes for Newman? Yeah. All right. One of the dumbest holidays, like I think it's got to be the dumbest is April Fool's Day. I mean, I wake up and I see the Paul College Instagram. They're like, oh, we got a pool outside now. It's like, who the fuck's going to believe that they suddenly in one day put a pool in there? It's like I watch it. I'm like, do they think this is actually funny? Like, this is just some of the cringiest shit I've ever seen. The pool obviously is not there. You see LeBron like he's retiring. It's like or, or done for the year. It's like, dude, it's April Fool's. No one's that stupid. And, and I'm just like, this holiday sucks. Like, why the hell is it a thing? I remember being in being younger and loving it, but like now I'm just like, this shit is so fucking stupid. It shouldn't exist, in my opinion. And uh, maybe I'll run for Senate uh, to try to get that canceled. <laughs> And then my other one is it's just so funny because I'm back obviously in a dorm this year. And so I stand up and I'm taking a piss and I get to this urinal, like the automatic urinal or, or not even the automatic urinal, the, the toilet. Cause it's downstairs. They don't even have urinals. I don't know. It's very odd stuff. Um, <laughs> I guess in Congress you have to appease to everybody. Uh, but fuck it. I go downstairs and uh, I, I like, you know, take, undo my belt and all of a sudden as i'm undoing my belt to take a piss the toilet flushes i'm like well you're fucking stupid and then i i like take my leak and i'm in the middle of my leak and it flushes again it's like i'm not moving like why is it flushing like the thing's on crack thing sucks and then in the back you can see it's dripping like i don't even know there's something wrong with the toilet it's just uh, this it's just broken i mean i i can't wait to be a madcom where colin is next year we're gonna have a good year um it's an absolute damn joke. Your two minutes are up. But yeah, dorm living is something <laughs> else, brother. <laughs> if I could add to the April Fool's thing real quick, I mean, the like the just the sheer amount of bogus shit you see on any social media feed. I mean, um, that was the day that DeGrom's injury came out, and Maddie and I were talking, and he's like, it is real, right? And I was like, yeah. Like, you should, there should be no days where you yeah. question actual news as real news. It's like maybe on uh no I shouldn't say that. <laughs> April <laughs> Fools walking around saying I'm a racist. I'm a racist. And then, <laughs> oh, it's April Fools. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You can just start saying all these terrible, terrible slurs. Oh, no, it's Fools. just a joke. It's just a joke. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's something else, really. Newman, whenever you're ready. Yeah, so I wanted to rant about this for like two weeks since these came out. Uh, it's the Hobie Baker finalists, which is like the MVP of college hockey. Um, and Dryden McKay, the goalie from Minnesota State, won this fucking award somehow. Uh, my goalie, Devin Levi, was not even a finalist. So I'm just going to read you some some stats here, and I'll let you decide. So Dryden McKay, 43 starts this year for Minnesota State, uh, 10 shutouts, although one was a four-save shutout. The other was a three-save shutout. So it's just tell you Who how bad his conference is. Exactly. Colleges? Yeah. Um, a 931 save percentage and 760 saves. Uh, Devin Levi in 32 games, so 11 less games, had a 952 save percentage on 952 shots. He faced 200 more shots in 11 less games uh, and also had 10 shutouts. Uh, also want to go play for Team Canada for a bit. So I think, you know, playing 11 less games, that's probably why 
Dryden McKay won. He actually won the fucking award over guys like Luke Hughes and Owen Power. Like, makes no sense. Um, and to top it all off, Devin Levi won the the best goalie award. <laughs> which, how do you? It's like you know, like Shesterkin winning the, the the MVP, and then you give the the Vesna to Freddie Anderson. Like, how does that make any sense? Um, so that that pretty pissed me off the other, the other day when he wasn't a finalist. And then he goes on to win best goalie and this dumb shit who who got absolutely destroyed in the, the finals at the garden the other day wins the MVP. So that, that irked me. Yeah. I, was, I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. How did the, how do you, how does that logic work? Like you're the best goalie in the country, but you're not a finalist for the best player. And then another goalie wins the best player, but he lost to you in the best goalie. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Who votes? Uh, I don't know. I think it's different people for both, but like probably fucking dumbass reporters. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow. I have nothing else for the podcast agenda. Do I? Do we think Barnes gets in for the ninth inning here? He already pitched today, I believe. Oh, did he? I think Deekman. Oh, he did. Yeah, in the sixth. No, Deekman already pitched as well. It's probably gonna be Whitlock only threw thirty-eight pitches. Maybe he'll go in. Did Deekman give up a run? He no. struck out two guys. Uh, guys, The bases were loaded with no outs when he came in. He struck out two guys, then gave up a one-run single, and then hit a guy. So he didn't give up any, but he let in two. And then they put Robles in for the final out. So were, did he get any earned runs? Like, did no, those two no. guys that he put? Okay, good. No. They went to Cutter Who the Crawford. hell was their closer? I think Robles probably goes back out there. He's only thrown, what? Three pitches. Maybe Sawamura. Oh, God. No, just throw Robles back out there, I think. Well, our good friend Jason Ward thinks Sawamura is deserving of the closer job. There's Hello. Noise in the back of Collins. <laughs> Sorry, I live with females. They can be a bit loud. No such thing as a library voice in this apartment. All right, let's wrap this up. Yep. Good pod today. Yep. Uh, we'll see you next week. Also, keep an eye out for uh, Dan's got a gridiron thing coming out, maybe with us, maybe with Frankie. We're not sure, but uh, it's top 50 college prospects. So if you're interested in college football, look for that. Uh, should be coming out at some point later on this week. But uh, Clubhouse listeners, we'll see you next week. Later. Peace out. Put your tears away Ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset The sweat you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts you know,